Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Knee Slapping K-Pop Podcast. I am Kayla, and today I am joined with Sammy. Hello. And we are here to talk about the last of the sort of, like, planned-themed episodes we have for Asian Drama November. As Um, we've gone on, we have cared less and less cared less and less also realized that this is a terrible format and we're never doing it again like it's not oh this was awful this was we thought this is gonna be such a great idea and here we are with like we only we cut one of the shows out number one and then number two it's just like i have like less and less to say the more that we've continued this theme oh yes um, I think it's mainly because we lulled ourselves into a false sense of security with, uh, Criminal Minds. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that was actually different. Yes. Than the show it was based on. It adapted the show it was based on. And I think the what fact that that was adapted is- in, like, America versus, like, Korea is, like, such a big cultural difference as well that I yes. think they had to do more to that show anyway to sort of make it work for a different audience. With all of these other ones, it's just being adapted into either Japan or to Thailand, where it's a little bit less that has to change. You can kind of, you can kind of just, you could have honestly just aired the show and it would have been fine. Yeah, we, we, we don't need to remake it with just a different actors, but with an identical storyline. Like, that's pretty unnecessary for Cause essentially we, we found, all of the, all the rest of them. We found a few changes with voice, uh... I don't think we have ever said that uh, we're talking about voice yet, but we're talking about voice. voice. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about voice. Well, we're here to talk about voice and voice Thailand and voice one 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 emergency control room, which is voice Japan. Yep. Um, but at least when we were talking about Colonel Minds, I had a big jump because we got the Lee Jun Gi of it all. Love him. Mm -hmm. And then with voice Thailand, they changed the story. The story got a little bit different, especially toward the end. Yeah. With these three versions of voice, there really is no difference. Mm-hmm. They're identical. The Thai version is literally, like, just an episode-for-episode remake of Voice Korea. Like, there are minimal say, changes there. What I will say about the Japanese one, they cut some shit out because it's only 10 episodes. It is not 16 episodes. So they yeah. had to cut some things. But it's, like, the so same it's show, shorter. which is less of it. Like, there's, like, a little bit condensed, but it is, like, the bones of the show is still there, essentially. The bones are the same. Yeah. So, so honestly, I, if I were to recommend anything, before you start, I usually say go watch the shows, make your own decision. Don't. Don't bother. Just watch the Korean really one. Really just watch identical. the Korean one because it's the original. I think it's still honestly the, it's best, the best out one. of them. It, it is. also has an additional three seasons, which are also pretty good. And the other two are just like like weird, like just imitations of it that are mm-hmm. almost the same thing, but a little bit worse. So a little bit different. Yeah. So for people who are unaware of what the K drama voice it's about. It's essentially about a woman. She works at a 911 emergency call center, and she has this sort of superhuman ability to be able to hear sounds that, like, normal human ears, like, can't detect. And so, so when also, she's on, like, these emergency calls, she can sort of pick out background noises to help, like, the other people, I don't know, like, the cops and ever like, help- it helps them, like, locate where, I, like, the people are, essentially. Also, um- Unlike what I originally thought before I watched the show, she's not blind. She is not blind, nope. I thought she was- She just has, like, really good hearing. She is indeed not blind. She is not blind. I, for a while, you- I did not watch Voice, but it was always on my list of the show that's very, very good. Mm -hmm. I thought she was blind. Yep. Um, for the Korean seasons, at least- she is there for all four seasons. The cast surrounding her will change depending change. on the she season. Gets a, the she leading gets a different male the leading cop man to fix will every, change. Yeah, she gets a different male cop to fix every season. You get a different like middle aged like older like male cop uh, with trauma. Yep, he has a lot of trauma to work through, and that's essentially what She's they're for. She's gonna help him work through it, but never, but never. Never is she gonna fall in love with No, her. no. They have so Thank much God. just emotional trauma to deal with that there's no time for that. Like We don't have time for love. Well, all we have time for is justice. Yep. Seasons two and three have the same male lead because those two seasons have, like, a connecting storyline, but one, two, and three, and four have a different um, male lead. 
And then uh, some of the call center staff stay. Like, there's another girl. She works at the call center. She is there most of the season. The other sort of police officers who are there will come in and out. Um, and the other people who work there, some of them stay multiple seasons. Some of them don't. It really just kind of depends on who wants to make more versions yes. of the show, essentially. Who wants, who wants an easy paycheck? Yeah. There is a so, younger, um, a character who is, like, the younger, like, male, like, cute guy, like, tech guy. He does all of their tech stuff for them, and he changes out every season. And I think it's funny because it's Yaesung from Super Junior mm-hmm. in season one. You get, like, a just an actor. I don't know his name, but you just get a young, cute guy um, in seasons two and three. And then it is uh, Sangyun from Winter in season four. <laughs> so It's very fun. It's, it's just, you know, cute. If, if only season two and three had a another idol yeah boy it would have been cute yeah we just need a young cute boy to be the tech in charge of all of the tech stuff so which again it's yes i'm from super junior and knowing super junior i'm not convinced the man knows how to work a computer <laughs> probably not <laughs> He's very sweet, though. I love Yesung. It is. They're, that character is always just, like, sweet boy. Like, they have a big sweet boy energy, so it's Big nice. sweet boy energy that you want to protect. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, so, would, do you want to mention the main trauma of this season? Sure. Because that is, like, the overarching plot. Technically, the over- The plot itself is quite- it's not so much episodic as case by case because a case usually takes what two episodes something like like one and a half it's like the way so the way with like korean dramas work is that yes they're episodic but when i say episodic it does not mean per episode it's like it maybe will span like three episodes because it'll start at the end of one episode take a full episode and then get resolved at the start of of another episode and then you start the next one yeah so it it really just kind of it's like case by case it is yeah it's right it's case i i think case by case is probably a better way to say it rather than episodic because it's the way that it's structured is kind of weird um but in season one, and this is what uh, the same shared trauma will be for the Thai and the Japanese version, is it's that- It's all the same. Trust me, when we are giving character backstory here, it is the same it's identical. character backstory for all of them. Literally, all these shows start with the same begin. It's a good beginning scene. It is. It is it a is, really- It's a really- It's um, a good opener. Really it's good opening good opener. scene. Yeah. But it is the same. Once you get to the third time you've watched, I watched these three shows in pretty quick, well, within a month. Mm -hmm. Once you get to the third time you're watching it, it kind of loses. You're watching a just identical show, but just in a different language. It kind of loses its luster at the third time. Mm -hmm. Um, But essentially, so the main character's father and the main male lead's wife have both been killed by the same serial killer. Mind you that the the, the beginning scene is... Is the wife. The, is the wife getting murdered, and yeah. she calls the 911. The call oh, center. I'm gonna call it 911. The 911 call... The emergency the call center, yeah. It is not 911, because 911 is the American emergency number. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna... I'm I think it may be like one one nine in Korea. It's one one nine in Korea. Yeah. It's one one zero in Japan. I do not know what it is in Thailand. Mm-hmm. I, but like it's you know what you know, we mean. The, we we know we got the general idea. We got here. the general yeah. idea that she calls the emergency hotline and the wife, the main, the wife calls it and the main Lee, the main woman, picks up the phone and essentially hears her get murdered. Yep, and in all three of them. Oh yeah. And so this is kind of where her hearing comes in, is because when she was watching her father get murdered, essentially. um, Basically. The serial killer has a weird, like, jaw clicking or thing happening, but there is some type of weird thing that happens when he talks that she can pick up with her hearing, and she hears it in the call from the wife when the wife is getting murdered. I think you should probably go to- if your jaw clicks that badly- That someone- yeah. You need to check that. You gotta get that checked out. Like, your your jaw shouldn't click. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Alright, but moving along. Mm-hmm. But overall, that that is sort of the main overarching plot, is the fact that essentially they find- Because in the be- in the first episode, or the first or se- The first beginning bit of this- Yep. 
the main cop gets like super i mean of course he's upset his wife was murdered of course mm-hmm. but they find someone and they're trying to convict him but sh- the main woman is like no that's not who i heard mm-hmm. and then that causes tension and now they must you know they always start off like not on the right foot like every exactly. single male lead that's- even with seasons two and three they don't they do not start off like you know immediately wanting to work together and, um, so now, like, a year later or something, mm-hmm. they have to now work together to solve crime. Yes. Yay for crime solving. Hooray. Also, um, I don't know if we're ever gonna mention it, but I'll mention it here. He has a sick son who I have no idea what's wrong with him. Yeah, he does. He does have a sick child, um... He has a sick child who is always in the hospital. Yes. But does not actively, like, he, the child looks fine. I do not know, we never get what is wrong with the child no is he dying is he sick i think he's got some kind of chronic illness of some type but like if you have a chronic illness you don't need to be in a hospital forever i don't know they don't they don't explain it super well this is also the exact reason i get a lot of aspects of voice confused with the show duel because the main character of duel also has a sick child and that's like a major point of that plot line. See, that's the reason I also don't watch that many Korean crime shows. It's because they all tend to blur together they just, for me. They just overlap so much with a lot of just plot lines that it's hard. It's really hard to keep straight which plot line bel- what belongs to what show. Yeah. Weirdly, I kept getting, uh, except for the fact that I would every once in a while remember, wait a minute, that happened on Criminal Minds because that happened in the American one. Yes. I kept getting individual cases mm-hmm. in all the crime shows I've ever seen confused with each other. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, weirdly, they all have a very similar structure. They're all structured the same, and they all, like, overlap with kind of, like, the individual cases a lot. Because there's only so many, like, different crimes you can- You can do. Portray in a show to begin with. So, like, there's only really two that I would like to talk about. Mm Mm-hmm. Because this is gonna be a short episode. Sorry, everyone. Yep. Facts. It's this is probably a really short episode. Not also not necessarily a good episode, but we spent a lot of time watching this show, so we are gonna talk about it. Yep. Because, like, for the most part, the they're very episodic. The same crimes happen. Yeah. But the two main ones that I think are interesting, we can gloss over the other ones, I think, are the uh, kidnapping one and the who is the actual serial killer. Yeah. Those are mm-hmm. the only two that stood out to me, because both of them I found to be the most interesting. Because we right. have, like, a uh, one that is, like, a uh, murder, not a murder, like, a... You have the inciting incident, which is, like, a girl that's, like, running around through, like, a abandoned factory? Where is she? I don't know. She is just, like, in a weird, like, abandoned factory neighborhood. She does kid- he does kidnap her, and then has her just in a room, but then she's trying to escape, and then is calling on the phone with the- Yeah. Yeah. And that is sort of the first case where, like, they kind of have to prove, like, cop man has to learn that he can trust her to tell him where to go, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other one I remember is the one with the mom and the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause oh, the with where... the 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 teeth. There's the um, teeth. The one is... where the mom stabs the kid. Yeah, but I remember there's, there's an there's um aspect of it where I think the father is a, a dentist or something, so he has a oh, windshine yes. made out of teeth, and that's like a sound yes. that they pick out. <laughs> Which again, like there's one thing that if you can hear things. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Why would you think wind chime of teeth? I don't know why we had to make it specifically teeth. Number one, because, that's just weird for anyone to own. Overall, the that story essentially takes the the place of like it's this like young like nine year old ish boy, young kid, yeah, who calls uh nine one one essentially is like, hey, my mom stabbed me. We're in our apartment. Mm-hmm. Come help, I guess. Yeah, I'm like fair. <laughs> You know what? Great kid. Mm -hmm. And, like, this mom has stabbed her son because, like, she's gone crazy. I think her husband's leaving her. It's- I don't remember the specifics I might be confusing that with a different crime show where that also occurs, but- Yeah. Um, she has, like, having a mental break and stabbed her child and this kid is slowly bleeding out. Mm-hmm. because he's been stabbed yep yep so they kind of are like racing to find hey where is this kid 
Because he's like a six-year-old, so he doesn't actually know his address. Honestly, yeah. that makes perfect sense. You know, true. I mean, if you're talking Kids to don't... a child and he is also just kind of hiding in, out? in random places, having also been stabbed, like, you know, fair. Like, you're not going to get a lot of information out of him. Because he is in his apartment. Like, he's in an apartment building. Yeah. You should, if you had the address, it'd be real quick. And I think he's, like, hiding in, like, the washing machine or something at one time, too. Yeah, he's hiding in, like, the wash room or whatever. He might be in the washing machine for a second. I think he's in the washing machine for part of it. Because I think they try to imply that the mom is just gonna, like, drown him in a washing machine, which is a horrifying It's really not a great, yeah. But, like, they do not kill a child in a washing machine because that's Mm -hmm. fucked. But, yeah, so that's the one. The two I want to mainly focus on are the incel plotline. I do like that one. That one is fun. It's not fun, but it's it's not fun, but it's it's interesting. It's different than what I've ever, I've seen before. Yeah. You want to, you want to talk about the incel? So, I think what it is, is it's this, this girl has gone missing, and originally they think it's the ex-boyfriend who has done it because they just broke up and apparently that didn't go that well. And so they're all thinking That's that life, you know. This um this girl was kidnapped by her ex-boyfriend because he's jealous and he wants revenge or something. He wants her back and then blah blah blah. Uh, it didn't yeah, go well. You know, like, that seems fair, like a fair assumption to make. Uh-huh. Turns out the actual guy who's done it is this other kid who is kind of just like a friend to the girl. Mm-hmm. But he is like um, he is quote unquote friend zoned. Yeah, he's quote unquote friend zoned. He is definitely one of these like men you would consider call themselves a good guy, but is just Ooh. really really terrible. Yeah, yeah. He's and definitely he is, that. He is very much of the they. Here's the thing, and he has kidnapped her. I think he's burying her alive in one of them. I think maybe in the Thai version he buried her alive. But at some point, you just get a bunch of... I think he was gonna film, like, he was gonna live stream, like, him raping her on, like, a website, yes. and then also murdering her afterwards. Yes. Is essentially what it is. And he has, like, this is. little lackey, too. Yeah, he does have him. a friend who is just kind of there and doesn't know what the fuck to do, because mm-hmm. his friend is like murdering a girl. Yeah. yeah, he's, like, full incel. Mm-hmm. And the thing with all of this is that it... It's a different take on it, which I enjoy. And for the most part, it ends the same way in all three of them. Yeah. Um, I do think that the uh, Japanese one heads it a bit too on the nose when I think he literally says, I don't think women are people. Mm-hmm. Or an equivalent to that, and I think that's a little too. Yeah, that's a lot. I, I also think the Thai version is way more like sexually explicit about it. Oh, it really? Than the other. Yeah, yeah. that one the, is the a Thai lot. One is like he he gets real real close to the that is the a thing. Bit. I will say about the Thai version is general. There's there's a lot of moments in that that are definitely there's like a lot more like sexual like assaults or like harassment sexual violence in general in all of the cases that involve women. Because even in that first, um, case mm. of, um, where that girl got kidnapped and is, like, running through the building or whatever, there is a moment where he's, like, he's caught her and is essentially about to, like, I don't know what he does. I think he, like, just straight up decapitates people or something. But yeah, there's a moment before that where he has her, like, killer. pinned to the ground and it's very, very just not, like, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. The Taiwan does bring in slightly more... Slightly, no, a lot more sexual violence that I think none of the other ones are sort of allowed to because this aired on television. Yeah. I think that's honestly, like, a common theme with a lot of, like, Thai shows generally, is mm-hmm. that the sexual the content happened... in them is, like, a lot tired. Yes, because a lot, because similarly, the, in, we've just talked about Let's Fight Ghosts, mm-hmm. far, the, the main difference between the two was that there was more sexual content in that one. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's just because they're allowed to do so in right. a way. And I it's not as exploitative as I feel like sometimes American can be because they can't really show that much. Yeah. They don't show as much as like American TV, but they imply a lot more than anything Korean TV ever. Would. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Because it's, like, a lot of these crime shows talk about, like, a lot of things like rape or, like, sexual harassment and stuff. Like, si- well, one, like of the main, one of the main plot points of Signal is that, a, like, a high school girl was gang raped, but we don't see anything of it. It is just spoken it is, about. It is and implied. about and implied. And we don't even really say said. those words ever out loud, either. Mm-hmm. It's like, you are kind of left to pick up the pieces of, like, what is happening with that. Because we, we go so d- around, like, a beat around the bush with it so much that it's, like, yeah, barely spoken about. Yeah, it's one of those things about. where it's, like, you can't even say the, like, if you don't want to think about it, you can kind of avoid talking about it. Yeah. But if you, if you're picking up the signs, you're getting it. Yep. Mm-hmm. But also, because they can't say it, none of that can be a plot, like, a major plot point. Right. Because they're not actually saying any of the words that... So, that's... And so, at the end of that plot line, that plot line ends with them getting the guy, mm-hmm. and he ends up being murdered by the serial killer. Yes. Now, mind you, in the Korean one, he ends up being burned alive, which mm-hmm. I found quite satisfying. Yes. In the other ones, he does not get burned up. Not burned way alive. More, it is <laughs> less, way much less, less boring. So it is much way more, boring. more boring. And honestly, the burning alive top tier. Mm-hmm. We like it like when the deaths are at least a little bit appropriate. Yeah, they're appropriate mm-hmm. for what he was doing. The they're... other thing I will say is that the budget of all of these shows is very different. So different. So different. <laughs> So, Korea gets a very large- Because I think that's probably why they were allowed to burn him alive, because yeah. they actually I had I think a crime shows, honestly, get a pretty good budget, Decent generally. Because not- I've he, never watched a Korean crime show that I was like, wow, this was, like, made with zero budget. The thing with it is, I also think that they don't need that much of a budget. Because they don't. Because they're, they're not, like- Because even with, like, your- Because they don't have to make them look- gorgeous no because it's like we're like dirty and grimy yeah and i think that that definitely helps it's like they can make a really good show without the budget yeah like they have a decent they know where to put the budget yeah because they put a lot of budget i think into that um emergency call center because that always looks great every gorgeous every time yeah but like when you're when everything else is a dilapidated building yeah i think you can (laughs) save bunny on that yep and then the Thai one has a pretty decent budget. It looks pretty equivalent to the Korean one. Mm-hmm. It's a little less budget, mainly just because I think the Thai shows get less budget. And then Japan looks like a J-drama. Because J-dramas don't have works. budget. Like, J-dramas that's just, just don't get budget. Generally. Japanese television does not get a budget. No. I, I don't understand why, but every Japanese show I've watched, ex- with the exception being literally Alice in Borderland, because it was a Netflix show... Has, like, absolutely zero money. But that's just yeah. a Japan problem. That's, that's mainly that's a that Japan, like, that's in a media problem. That's a television problem. hmm But, so I think that's probably why they couldn't burn him alive. Yeah. That's interesting. hmm But then you have the main serial killer who is very different in all three. Not very different. The Taiwan and the Korean one are very similar. Yeah. The Japanese one, I think because of its shorter runtime made everything a little bit more explicit very quickly mm-hmm. and I, changed the ending greatly i will say there are two other cases there's really only two other cases i remember at all about season one of voice i'll just mention quickly one of them it involves ye song where um he somehow gets information that oh someone yeah, is gonna drop one. like hydrochloric acid on like a in like a dance like a club essentially and so he goes in there, takes a person hostage with a knife, and is trying- For reasons. And is trying to communicate back to the emergency call center team, like, using code words, essentially, that someone is gonna drop, like, hydrochloric acid like, on everybody. I remember that episode now. Yeah. <laughs> it was- Okay, I know it's supposed to be super intense, mm-hmm. but watching Yesung- Just to, like- <laughs> Hold a man hostage mm-hmm. is- kind of funny and then it's like meant to be funny it's not but it is is. and he's also just saying like high color laser i think because it's supposed to stand for hcl and i'm just like that was a weird word to pick but okay (laughs) i mean sure and then in the taiwan i remember it's the same thing except he just actually just says nh3 because apparently they use they're doing ammonium gas instead of like hydrochloric acid which honestly probably easier than just probably easier to gas a room than to drop acid on a room because i feel like dropping acid on a room like 
the logistics of that is very like where is it coming from like when yeah. you're putting in the sprinkler system like what's happening also i do i will say there are better acids um to use other than hydrochloric acid hydrochloric acid is do, very do not, high acid but there are there are better ones you could Kayla, use. don't don't give people ideas i don't want to be put i don't need the fbi right now as a person who studies chemistry it's hydrochloric acid is like very commonly used for chemistry, so I I do think it's probably better accessible than like more dangerous ones. But um, that's probably why they use it. I probably. don't think that they are like you know a terrorist organ. They mm-hmm. are a terrorist organization. I don't really, I don't remember the specifics as to why that person was dropping acid on a club, but sure, here we are. He was doing it. He was um, attempting to do it. It didn't work out. Good yeah, for yes, didn't work he out. did a good job. Did a good job. He was he was just holding them hostage to essentially buy time. So you know what? Fair, fair. Good job, Yesung. Sure. Um, the other one I remember was that they get called in for um at a psych ward, and they do. essentially it's like one of the patients there is supposedly gone crazy and is attempting. I think he's holding a person hostage, like one of the staff members attempting to kill them. There's and a so lot they of de-esca- situations. Yeah, so they de-escalate that situation. They have the the man who's gone crazy. They send him back into the psych ward. They think everything is all well and good. Turns out that man is not crazy, and the psych ward is a essentially a big front for like organ trafficking. So they um, I forget what happens, but I think it's something the man had said and like just weird vibes they picked up while they were at the psych ward that cause them to go back and investigate it further and then they find all these people who are like patients of the psych ward just like trapped in a back room and then they find all the evidence of the organ trafficking and whatnot so that one is also kind of interesting that one was fun yeah uh so yeah i find a lot of the cases are good Mm -hmm. but they they are very you really you get this you get sick of them when you watch them like more than back once. To back to back. Yeah, just essentially True. this exactly the same thing. True. So now we have the main serial killer. He turns out surprise, he's rich. He's rich. Are we shocked? No. No, nah. nah, he's yep. Just so a so rich. He's got a ri- he's also got a rich dad. His father's real rich, him. yeah. So I think that's really where we get a huge difference between the Korean and the Japanese one because the Korean one has a lot a lot more things occur. Mm-hmm. Than in the Japanese one. So, do you want to go through the the events of the of the Korean one? I don't remember a lot of it, honestly. So he ends up like they find him. Dad gets him off. Then they then they like uh, put him back in jail. Dad helps him escape. Then they like incapacitate him and put him in a coma. I was like, they have is this the they go they back have, and like, forth a, like eight times. They have a weird like basement thing or something, do they? Or is that a, or am I thinking of a completely different show? They might. I like a murder I've, basement. I don't think because that might be a different show. Yeah, that might be a different show. Yeah, and I. It's interesting because it's a rich killer he kills people with like a fucking like um, a dumbbell or something like a dumbbell yeah like a, it's a kettlebell it's a kettlebell yeah and in the japanese one he keeps all the kettlebells as trophies with like little nameplates in front of them and i'm like one that's a really easy way to get caught and two yep. there's like a 40 of them You've killed 40 people. Way more people. The, Way more people. One, they never tell you how many people he's killed. Mm-hmm. But it does not seem like he is, like, a massive serial killer who's just, like... Because I feel like if you find 40 bodies with their heads smashed in... Yeah. Put some things together, sir. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, in the Korean one, it's implied that it's, like, a couple. Like, yeah. I don't... I never imagined it was more than, like, 10 max. Mm-hmm. That's this actually very like similar 40. to the the main antagonist of Voice Season 2, where he has, like, an entire lair where he literally has, like, trophies of everyone he's killed and all this information just blatantly displayed, and his lair is literally in, like, the basement, like, storage unit of a, the apartment building like he lives in. in his home. Yeah, he's in, like, it's in his, like, house, and I'm like, what? This one gets me Why more because this- have this- in out. season two, it's in literally the like a storage unit of his apartment building. So it's not even his own home. It's, it's not like even other his people home. live there. 
other people are just like, hey, what's this? Oh, it's painted red. Fun. And I'm just like, and this heck happens once where enemies. a woman asks him, he's like, can I store a couch in your storage unit? And he's like, no, like, what the fuck? Go away. And this woman, like, will not, like, let it go. And so she lets, he lets him bring the couch in. And then he kills her immediately because, of course, he does. Because this literally has his evil plans displayed all over his room. <laughs> like, that's garbage. That's awful. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where they got the idea from. But, Maybe. Yes. So, in the end, in the Korean and the Thai one, we, Kayla and I have had this discussion before where we're trying to figure out, we're trying to figure out what the ending means. Yes. So, because so, it's left end, really ambiguous. It is left, in one of them it is left. In the Korean one, I think it is more ambiguous than in the other two. Yeah. So, in the end, they have this big confrontation and, um. Oh, so in both of them, the rich father feels so guilty that his son is a serial killer that he kills himself. Mm-hmm. Fine. I get sure. it. You raised a monster. Mm-hmm. Cool. In But after their big confrontation on, I think, a rooftop, the villain ends up in a wheelchair in a psychiatric hospital, like, kind of comatose, but, yeah. like, he can he just can't really move or speak whatever right and at the end of the korean one there is the scene where like a doctor rolls him into a room and he's attacked by all the other like inmates patients or whatever you want to call them and it's implied he is killed yeah however in the thai one that happens but then we kind of like zoom out and this is all just happening in a prison of his own mind Mm -hmm. because he's still just sitting there comatose so like so he's going through like question, a mental mental distress, or I I don't really know. Yeah, but just so in my a question coma. is yes, my question really is, did he die in the Korean one? Because they're not very explicit about whether or not no, he's dead. Like like the the fact that I could believe, yeah, sure, this is a hyper this is hyper reality. Sure, yeah. let him die at the end through the violence befalls violence i don't know because it also sure. seems like that could just be like a mental like uh he's it, reliving mental trauma too. or whatever yeah that too who knows it could be either who knows but that i don't know it doesn't matter it, in the long run because it really is because it's that per- villain specifically will not return in any of the other three seasons of voice anyway well, so they did leave him minimal, at, at best comatose at yeah. worst dead so both of those things i don't think either one is fine he's fine either way i guess so then you have um the japanese one where they've condensed the storyline a lot like you don't have like the constant in and out of prison you don't have the like struggles with like hey this rich family doesn't want to suck their son blah 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 but they had to cut out six hours worth of content so they did cut out a lot of content but in the end, you get the dad of the serial killer, who's still rich, stabs his own son and then kills himself. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little on the nose. It's a little boring. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, you just ended up stabbing him to death. That's it? Mm-hmm. That's all we got. Okay. Sure. A little bit less interesting, yeah. A little less interesting. I found it kind of boring. Because at that point, alright, you could have stopped- if you, you could have stopped him years ago. He had his trophies in his house. Yeah. Because it is- you also get more backstory of the villain, at least in the Japanese one, where, like, he had a brother, like, he killed his brother, he- like, the dad always was slightly abusive, and there's uh-huh. that aspect to it. Right. But I also don't care he's killed, like, 40 people. Yeah, at that point, it's like, you know what, I I get that you're troubled or whatever, but also, like, you're a serial killer, so... It's a bit much. Yeah. So that's... That's main plot points of voice one. That's the main plot points of voice one. Would you like to talk a little bit vague yeah. notions about what voice two three and four are about yeah so i think over voice the other three seasons of korean voice pretty briefly so season two and three have a connected arc Se- two and three also have a different main antagonist 
but it is definitely overarching between the two of them. They have the same male lead and the story, the two of them definitely connects very well. So season two um, is essentially our main antagonist there is a, again, a serial killer. He likes to murder police officers and in the process, he likes to like, like chop off certain body parts of them um, as like little trophies and then sell them on the black market. And that's what the main thing we're going through there is the male lead. He has a lot, like probably the most trauma out of any of the other male leads because he was present when um, the serial killer was killing the other, his partner essentially at the time. Um, and he is for a long time blamed for that murder because they don't really have any leads on it and they think he did it. And then the longer we go into the story, and this spans over the course of seasons two and three, we learn that his father is a convicted murderer already. Oh no. Of like a child um, that he knew when he was growing up. They lived in Japan before and his, and his like father went to prison for the murder of like a girl, like a little girl. And so they, that's why he's been getting a lot of the blame because they're like, his father was already like a murderer. It runs in the family. That's also a thing that happens a lot in crime dramas where it's like the father is a serial killer. Yeah. Korea thinks that being a murderer is a Being a serial killer is hereditary. Yeah. Because that also happened in not a not a stereotypical crime trope. That also happened in Flower of Evil. Yes, it's like that, that's like a very big trope in Korea is hereditary serial killer. Of course, um, that but, old trope. So season two essentially ends up where a lot of, like a lot of things happen in that one. There is a really disturbing case involving a clown in that one, and that's I think the mm. main one that I remember. Um, but. They essentially catch the main antagonist there um, at the end of that season, but then we realize that he is really just one part of this gigantic, like, other um, sort of black market organization that's going on. He just handled the, like- black market of serial killing? Just, like, random other things. Like, because he, okay. he specifically was in charge of um, the, like, body, like, body parts, I guess, the <laughs> He would uh, literally go get body parts out of like from like police officers and sell them there, but then he had a boss above him who was kind of controlling all these other things. Like there was like involving like I don't know snuff films and like other types of like I don't know illegal black market things. Um, and then it turns out that we're gonna continue into season three. Season three takes place a little bit in Japan because. This entire time, the male lead is sort of struggling with the fact that he thinks he's going crazy and that he's going to turn into a serial killer. Because the more he sort of unravels his past, he starts to believe that he was actually the person who killed the girl when he was younger and that his father just took the blame for him. Okay. And so he is struggling with all of these urges that he's going to just completely break down. He's going to break down one day and he's going to kill someone. And, like, it actually is, like, not just a thing that he's going through in his own head. Like, it is actually happening. Like, you see him having, like, a breakdown where he is, like, on the verge of, like, murdering a person, essentially. Um, it turns out at the end that the person who is running this entire black market is his older brother. What the fuck? And his older brother is the person who ended up killing the- He actually- So he- he did kill the girl. But his older brother forced him to do it. And then the father saw, and then the father took the blame for it um, to protect him. And then I think okay. he was told that his older brother was murdered by just, like, some random people one some day. Some rando. Be- because they were upset that uh, their father had killed, like, a girl, and so they murdered his son, older son, in revenge for that. But he, and, he ain't dead. He's not dead, and he just went off to, like, a weird orphanage or something. And then, like, apparently the both of them went off to different orphanages because he got adopted into, a, like, the cop got adopted into a Korean family, and then he just went somewhere else and started the black market, I guess. I don't really know the why that was the logical line for that. But he was already kind of crazy. But season three ends essentially with him 
murdering his brother and then he gets killed by the police officers right at the end. Oh, sad um, ending. Yeah, sad ending. He, it was honestly probably the, like, best ending for him because he, like, was going just completely insane. insane. And the entire two seasons, you are just watching him, like, slowly, like, mentally deteriorate, like, more Aww. and more over the course of that. Um, so I really like that two-season block as a whole. I think it was really good, really, really creative. Not fun, but... He is my favorite, I think, male lead of the the three that we get in Korean voice, so Mm -hmm. I enjoy that a lot. Um, season four is the most recent one that aired, that aired this year. And Mm -hmm. I, I do think it has a good concept in theory, but there's too many aspects going on that I think we needed to pick one thing or the other for the season to make, like, good logical sense. Mm -hmm. So the serial killer in here is a man, he has dissociative identity disorder. Of course. Um, we're just gonna also mention that the always, the portrayal of people with dissociative identity disorder as, like, serial killers, yeah, always, is just completely awful. Awful? It should not, it's it's not real? And it's, like, the only time where they're ever portrayed in media is just as, like, a villain or literally a serial killer, and that's, it's in itself pretty bad. Um... Yeah, because otherwise they usually call it, like, a multiple personality disorder, and then you can portray it as sympathetic, but anything that's dissociative, they tend to... Yeah. Only be murderers! Mm -hmm. Cold-blooded murderers. It's awful. I hate it. it. That's pretty bad. So this person, I think, has four different alters. One of them is a serial killer. One of them is a woman who is kind of a voice of reason. Uh, um, and then the course. other one is the main, the, so the main host, Is one I of think, them a child? One of, I don't think, I, one of I, them I don't think one of them is a child, honestly. Okay. I don't think we got a child alter usually, this time. Because usually, usually, usually there's, like, one child alter. Or <sighs> child alter. I'm trying to remember, alter. because they definitely, so the thing is, is that the reason he has it is because he went through massive trauma as a child, and that's how you form dissociative identity disorder. And I can't remember if at any point they brought out the fact that there was, like, a child with, like, child part or not. Um, but the main host, I think, is unaware of the fact that his other alters are murderers for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And But he co- becomes aware of eventually, I think. Okay. But the thing is that this whole plot, because I think that by itself, like, having the the main antagonist have, like, dissociative identity disorder is a good enough of a driving point for just being the antagonist in general. But it also ties into the fact that he grew up in this weird religious cult, and what? the cult um, run, is, like, run by his grandfather or grandfather, and he witnessed a murder as a child and how he formed this disorder. And they're trying to protect him because they are all aware of the fact that he has, like, a murderous intent. But they... A murderous intent. Want to, he wants to protect him because obviously it's his child. And they're also trying to portray how they're not a cult and they're not an evil cult and are just, like, trying to help people. Uh-huh. And I think the fact that there are both of those things happening at the same time is too much. It seems like a bit um, much. It's really just too much, generally, for mm-hmm. the season to handle. Because both of those, I think you can have, you can either have a cult or you can have, like, dissociative identity disorder. You cannot have both of those happening at the same time. You can. I also it think like that it much. doesn't help because the season, I'm pretty sure, is shorter than the other. Uh, it's only 14 episodes, so it's two episodes shorter than the other episodes of Voice, and so there really is not enough time to flesh out either of those storylines well enough, I think. Um, And I think because I was expecting uh, 16 episodes out of it, the pacing was a little off for me, too. That by the time we're revealing the villain and everything, but then we're also having to untangle the fact that there's, like, a cult behind him as well, is just there was there was too much information there. I don't think it was it a bad like season, a but it was just a lot. Yeah. There's apparently a season five in the works. I do I like think- this one woman just keeps planning on returning. Yeah, I do think that if we get season five is where we may have reached the point with the show where it's like, we really need to stop making seasons- because they set it up a little bit at the end of season four, where it looks like essentially she has been con- the main um, woman has been contacted by some organization 
What? That can tell her why she has the hearing powers that she I does. I don't care. And I'm like, we did, we, that's not a thing that we need to explain. And that seems like it's going to be the main driving point of season five. And I'm like, I, th- we probably need to stop now. Like, this is where the point where it's like, we got too many seasons and we're just trying to explain more than we need to. Is necessary? Yeah. Because it's not necessary? It's not necessary at all to know where she has her hearing abilities. I think it's a nice, it's a nice aspect to the show that makes it very unique. But I don't think that is something that needs to be explained in depth in order to make the show, like, good or interesting. Just like how mm-hmm. in Tunnel... I remember people were talking about how they were expecting them to explain the tunnel the where tunnel he is. is able to go back and forth in time, but, like, seemingly with no reason, and it just never gets explained. And I'm like, I don't think we need to explain it. Like, I think it's better left Look, unexplained here's because the thing. it's you just, don't like, a driving to point. Explain it. No, and it's like, this is a crime show at its heart. We're not here to, like, make up some bullshit about time travel. Like, that just doesn't fit into the show at all. You want to know what the worst thing about time travel is? Is when you attempt... Because if you think about any form of time travel in any piece of media, it falls apart. Because time travel doesn't make any sense. We just can't. We just need to... We just need to recognize that it's a thing that happens, but we don't need to explain logistics of how it works. And I think that's perfectly fine. I never want the logistics of time travel explained to me. Yeah, I actively hate when they are. Because the more they try to, like, because, like, all of these shows will try to do it, where it's, like, we go into, like, the really, like, hardcore physics that is not real physics at all, and all of this stuff, and it's, like, you're just saying words, and, like, the people who don't understand it are gonna say, sure, whatever, it's fine, but, like, also time travel is such a weird concept that, like, you don't really need to give us, like, fake science terms as to how it works because it's not going to matter in the long run. Because <laughs> it's, it's not, not real. It's not real, yeah. And also, if you open up any sort of supernatural anything, it becomes stupider. Even yeah. stupider. Even worse. Mm-hmm. But anyway, those are seasons uh, two, three, and four of Voice. I would highly recommend seasons two and three. I think those are really good. Season four. Honestly, I'd recommend season one. Honestly, watch season one too. It was fun. Yeah, I think we're just sick of season one because we've seen. I've seen three of them. Three of the same. Three of the same thing, but it is good. Look, I'm taking. I'm taking a break. I'm not watching season two for a while. And I think the fact that it was um, seen as a good enough show to be remade in so many other countries just really speaks to like like the quality of the flowers of uh, crime. Crime, yeah. The and it's honestly, over flowers. it's really interesting to me that this um, show in particular was the one that got remade so many times, because I would have expected, like, Signal to be that one to be remade, <laughs> but uh, I think, I mean, Voice is good. Like, there's nothing objectively wrong with that voice. wrong with it. I think it's a good crime show, so I, I get it. But it's I also interesting it's that it was sometimes very arbitrary what gets remade. Yeah. Because, uh, like... Let's Fight Ghost got remade, and I don't think Let's Fight Ghost was, like, a... Is particularly amazing. A really top-tier show or anything, yeah. Because, like, there's a remake... There's remakes of, like, Descent of the Sun, which we didn't talk about. Uh, Scarlet Heart. About. Scarlet Heart has is a remake. And um, then, like, the, the specific American shows that we decide to remake also seem to be random. Like, we uh, remade Good the Doctor. Good, Good Doctor. We remade the, remade, they remade The Good Wife for some reason. <laughs> The Good Wife got remade in Korea. In Korea, yes. yeah. And then The Good Doctor got remade into English. Mm-hmm. Um, we remade, what else? We remade a bunch of things that I cannot recall now. I don't, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot, but I don't remember any of them right now. Because we went through oh, there's a gonna whole be list. A remake of, there's going to be a remake of Money Heist. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A Korean remake of Money Heist, which I honestly think might actually be uh, decent. I think that would be fine. It seems like it's essentially the same thing. Yeah, they also did a remake of, uh, what's it called? Um, the, uh, Korea just did remakes of other other shows, like uh, a lo- a Love So Beautiful, the K-drama from last oh. year, this year. That's a remake. Yeah, they did, um, what is the, the movie? So I Married an Nancy fan. That got a remake. Oh, yeah, that got a remake into Korean. That's true. Except I think they made it into a full show, didn't they? Because the yeah, original was just a movie. Starring Chanyeol of EXO. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, like, they did Suits. 
Oh, Mother's a remake. I didn't know that. Oh, Mother's a remake. Liar Game's a remake. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a bunch of there's Korean a lot. remakes of But uh, it just seems shows. like, the thing is that it just is arbitrary. Who just, Everything like, is slightly arbitrary. Yeah. Everything is arbitrary at the end of the day, because it's not like you can... Because it's not, like, all, like, because there's a lot of top-tier dramas that are, like... Not remade. Not remade, and I probably think that's for the best. Mm-hmm. And a I, bunch of remakes are remakes from, like, shows from, like, the 90s. Yeah. Which, is, again, I think that's a very good time to remake things like, um... Boys Over Flowers keeps getting remade every couple of years because we also just con- keep unofficially remaking Boys Over Flowers by like Forever not calling it Boys die. Over Flowers, but it's essentially Boys Over Flowers. True, it's good. That'll be forever till we die. We've gotten to the point where we're doing like meta Boys Over Flowers and like extraordinary you. So true, very true. But yes, uh. There are a couple of shows. I know we said we wouldn't do this before, but there's a couple of shows that specifically I we talked about would maybe be fun to do a similar thing for again. Boys and Over Flowers not. being one of them. We maybe. will do this for Boys Over Flowers. Because there's so much like there's, there's so much so with much Boys to Over talk Flowers about. and it's and I think it's such a it's such a huge wanna, influence too on just I also Korean want dramas. to rewatch Meteor Garden mm-hmm. because I do think it is the best version. Yeah. And I think you would enjoy Meteor Garden. I know, because I, I think I would, because it is, it is just, I've watched a little bit of it, it does seem just like Boys Over Flowers, but like, stomachable, so. Yes, and also, we're possibly getting this Thai version eventually. Yeah. Possibly, eventually, mm-hmm. hopefully. And, uh, I've seen Boys Over Flowers too many times because it's hilarious. Uh-huh. And then before the Squid Game of it all happened, um, and we kicked out Descendants of the Sun, we we're, we're going to talk about Death Note. It. We are, we might do that still. We might do that because there is a, a live action J-drama, um, and there's a, and both so of us funny. have been fans of like the anime manga Death Note, so that's another thing that, that might happen in the future. I cannot promise it will, but it we might. Can't, I'm not promising anything. Yeah. <laughs> Because I do think that one would be fun, and I think there's enough different things there, especially with the horrible Netflix movie that would be interesting to talk Which about. Which we've also it. seen. Yeah. It's not good, um, obviously, but... No, it isn't. It would be fun to talk about and, like, tell you. Like, I don't think any, people even really need to be told how terrible it is, because people know it's terrible, but it would just be fun to talk about it I just want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, so we're almost at the end of Asian Drama November. Uh, we have one more episode. We have one more episode. That's not going to be like a watching dramas no. of the same thing in different countries. That's just a tier ranking of dramas. We figured that would be a better way to end out the it's month. It's a better use of my time. Than it was way watching. more way more fun than to, to do that than to it's watch It's way longer these. than this episode. I'll tell way, you that. It's like more than double the length of this episode. So. Oh, yeah. But um, that was this episode. That was uh, Voice in korea japan and thailand so hooray for the hooray. very like for the five people out there who wanted that content here it is for um, the five massive american speak american voice fans yes 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 uh so yeah uh we are available on all major podcasting platforms like apple Podcasts and spotify and we also have a youtube channel where we post all of our episodes along with visual elements, if they have any, along with a extra bonus clip video every week. There's a lot of OST videos coming out for Asian Drama November, but there will also OSTs. be a lot of other stuff there too. So hooray. Uh, we also have a Twitter account and an Instagram that are linked in the description of every episode. And with mm-hmm. that, uh, we will see you in next week's episode. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.